the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dear friends in Christ, as we have looked over this Lenten season at the words of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and how they tie into the passion, the death, and also the resurrection of our Lord, we will be looking later at Matthew chapter 6 as part of that Sermon on the Mount. Shortly after American English poet A.E. Hausman died, there was a collection of poems that was published under the title, More Poems. The first poem in the collection is titled, Easter Hymn. And Hausman was not a confessing Christian, but he was a seeker. And listen to his words as he contends with the risen Christ. He says, if in that Syrian garden, ages slain, you sleep, and know not you are dead in vain, nor even in dreams behold how dark and bright ascends in smoky and fire by day and night, the hate you died to quench and could but fan, sleep well and see no more mourning, son of man. But if the grave rent and the stone rolled by, at the right hand of majesty on high you sit, and sitting so remember yet your tears, your agony and your bloody sweat, your cross and passion and the life you gave, bow hither out of heaven and see and save. In more modern language, we might say that Hausman was saying to Christ, if you can't hear and you have no idea of what happened since you died, rest on. But if you rose at the right hand of God, remember your cross and passion and look down from heaven and save. Well, that's the thing about Easter. It gets your attention. It gets your attention even if the attention of those who do not believe is also aroused. And they must contend with the story of a risen Christ. To live beyond death has been a constant longing of humanity. We know that. It's been happening for as long as people have watched others grow old and die. For as long as we've seen others die too soon, perhaps to sickness or tragedy. The longing is is there, not just at funerals either. It's there when we pass through the shadow of near death, maybe some experience that brought us very close, and how much time we have to live. We think about that maybe a little bit more at that point. There was once a five-year-old boy who was riding past the cemetery in the car with his dad, and he spotted a freshly dug grave there with a mound of dirt over it. And he said, Dad, look at that. One got away. Well, we might respond, well, no, little son. You know, that one that you think that just got away is just freshly put down. That boy will learn what we have learned. That dogs and goldfish and plants and trees, grandmas and grandpas, friends and schoolmates, they all die, some sooner, some later. Together, as if it were happening all over again, we, with eyes of faith, 
have watched Jesus die that horrific death by crucifixion. His death was made sure by a spear going into his side. And also there was a large stone that was there to keep his body in the tomb. He was dead, all right. Yesterday, it was that day of in-between. The day when we think of him in the tomb. It was cold and dark in what is called a, a sepulcher. Sadness and shock, it just overwhelmed his followers, even his disciples. Even though he had told them three times and more that he would die, and then he would rise. They hid away, and they waited for Sunday to tend to his broken, lifeless body. And then as the writers of the New Testament tell us, and as we saw in that Gospel from John, Jesus did what no one else had ever done. He rose to life after dying, never to die again. Now others had been raised to life by Jesus and then died again, but of Jesus of Nazareth, it was different. He rose to live forever, and in doing so, he paved the way for us to do the same when we die. Unlike Hausman, we don't have to say, if you die to see no morning, then Jesus, rest in peace. We do not even say, if you rose Jesus, then look down and save. We state it as a fact. We have been saved. We have been forgiven. And as God's people together who know that, we have that joy to say together, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And because he lives, we also live. More than anything, Easter for us, for those who are Christians, it means life beyond our graves. It means, as we profess in the creed, We believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. We can give praise on this resurrection day that Christ has paved the way for us to live forever so that one day we would have risen and glorified bodies. Sometimes, in these later years especially, I think that Christians have spiritualized what we believe a little too much. We sometimes look at the promises of God only insofar as they deal with our spirits, with our souls. For example, when you think of the ultimate goal of a Christian, what would you say that is? Well, probably nine out of ten times, the Christian today, they will say, to go to heaven. That's really different from the early Christians, such as the apostles and the people who they instructed. If you were to ask them what their ultimate goal is, they would say, it is the resurrection. While it's true, our souls do go to heaven when we die, and that's not the end of it. In fact, the scriptures teach that the bodies we have right now, although they will be free from corruption, they will be ours. We will walk. We will talk and be able to see and hear and touch and feel. We'll be ourselves again. But even better than that, we will be ourselves in a world that will be made new as Christ creates that new heaven, the new earth. Jesus died in the place of everyone who ever lived. His heart stopped beating. His soul left his body, and that body was placed in a tomb. 
But then he rose again, making life and salvation a possibility for all who believe in him. And we who believe in Jesus will follow his path. We will enter the grave unless Christ comes before that. But he's going to call us out of the grave, just like he did to that dead Lazarus. And as he said, Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And he will give to those who believe in him that resurrection and life. And he's also going to resurrect and recreate a new world. What will it be like? What will we feel like in that new resurrection? Well, maybe we'll feel like Noah stepping off of the ark into a world that was washed clean from corruption and sin. But better than that, because we will be washed free from every last trace of sin and its effects. And it won't just be eight people. It will be a multitude of people that no one could count, as John writes in Revelation 7. We will breathe deeply, and we will see the Lord in his glory and see all of his saints also glorified, having been washed from that old world of sin and the old order of things. And we're going to rejoice like we never rejoiced before. That's our goal. And that's why we are ultimately looking forward to that. And Easter does mean something else to us, too. That Jesus who came into the world is the same Jesus who said on that Sermon on the Mount, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We're to lay up treasures that aren't going to be destroyed. That's the same Jesus who taught us that our hearts need to be into heaven's treasures and not the treasures of this life. In other words, the death-shattering light of Easter, when we see that, we should be able to see clearly what matters most in our lives. Even as you've come here early, very early on this morning, you came here for a reason. And it was beyond reasons of things that you have for yourself. If our lifespan now extends beyond our date of death when that happens, Our perspective changes dramatically, too. Now what we treasure most is not our jobs. It's not our homes or retirement plans or our bank accounts. You know, if there's a recession or a depression, those can all get wiped out in a moment. What we treasure most is even not our strong and healthy bodies. Have you noticed that as hard as you may work out and do the right thing, that your body is deteriorating more and more toward death. There's no changing that. Maybe you were a 10 once, but you will not be a 10 again until Christ comes in glory. And then your body will be raised glorious like him. And then you're going to be a perfect 10 forever. How much of our lives are spent on things that will not last? In 2018, there was a report of a self-storage industry that they said that Americans now pay $38 billion a year to have someone else store their earthly treasures in our country. 
There are 50,000 self-storage facilities in the United States. And we do seem to treasure those things that won't last. So what does matter most? Jesus Christ matters most. He loved us so much that he would lay down his life for us. Jesus took death down for us. He's our treasure in heaven. He's our first and last priority. We live for him. We strive for him. We discipline ourselves to speak for him. We serve others in his name. That name of Jesus, the risen Christ. And we invest our lives for his purposes and for his causes. We give ourselves for things that last forever. As one retiring citizen put it, she says, I'm done short-timing it as if I'll only live until I die. If Jesus says I'm eternal, then I'm going to give myself to what's eternal. Well, amen to that. And may you look forward to eternity as well, even as she does. To heaven and to the resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.